smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hi i'm dhamini and you're listening to gender question here we will look at an issue that's in the news using the lens of gender the idea is to take a blind spot and throw some light on it in an earlier episode we had spoken about domestic violence and how the lockdown made it tougher for survivors to seek help and escape harm today we look at another angle as the world moves towards a more flexible work environment and work from home slowly becomes the norm for several companies big and small is it time for them to rethink their human resource policies to accommodate this change according to a group of professionals working in the diversity and inclusion space it is diversity dialogues a group that consults with corporates and community based organizations to help them hire and accommodate diverse people across gender disability sexuality and age recently released a report called eight questions answered domestic violence and the indian workplace domestic violence is abusive behavior which includes a range of physical sexual and psychological maltreatment used by one person in an intimate relationship against another to gain power unfairly and misuse it it's a continuum which ranges from name calling to ruthless physical violence elder abuse child abuse family violence intimate partner violence are only some of the terms that come under the broad umbrella of domestic violence at a time when even the formal workforce stares at a precarious future due to a downturn in the economy and the informal workforce such as those who survive through the gig economy without benefits in the first place face even greater precarity than before protections are truly the need of the hour domestic violence unlike what we assume isn't restricted to the four walls of a home it enters the workspace and it affects performance the authors of this report say so if the domestic space has indeed become the new workplace then shouldn't domestic violence also be seen as a workplace issue we speak to madhumita venkataraman and dr arunabala two of the five authors who worked on this report on the one hand we're talking about the workspace as a place which should have greater care greater responsibility towards its employees but particularly during a lockdown where the work uh, space kind of turned into uh, it became flexible your home became your workspace your domestic space became your workspace i think this issue of domestic violence becomes all the more pressing isn't it I've been working in the space of supporting people who are going through domestic violence uh, for a while and uh, both in my counseling work and otherwise and um, you know as this lockdown happened uh, there was a surge you know the number of calls were increasing the number of people reaching out saying somebody my neighbor is going through this i don't know what to do uh, started sort of happening quite a bit and given uh, you know diversity dialogues works largely in the workspaces we wondered why workspaces were not speaking about this yeah. you know i was a part of multiple webinars where you start the webinar with saying for example that or you end the webinar with saying for example that stay safe stay at home 
and we sort of correlate the two and assume that if somebody is at home they're automatically safe uh, and yeah. i heard this happening a few times and i said you know we need to be able to talk about this that's madhumita an hr professional who is one of the founding members of diversity dialogues and has led diversity and inclusion in several companies she is a trained mental health professional and has provided peer support to domestic violence survivors globally it's not like the subjects never been spoken about in a workplace context it's just that in india we could not see that there was some guide there was some resource there was some material which sort of focused on this from a workplace angle um, so that's how the journey largely began to say can we put it out there uh, can we sort of brainstorm arrive at what can workplaces really do how can they respect the boundary uh, of what is domestic and what is at the workspace and at the same time be supporting So uh, Aruna you did uh, a fair amount of research on this uh, particularly in terms of and so one thing that i read in the report and i found very interesting was also how there is a kind of an archetypal profile that you uh, provided of a woman who is a survivor of domestic violence coming to work right can you tell me a bit about how did you reach that profile yeah thank you for that question uh in fact i am uh, i was doing researches in the area of victimization since 2015 apart from the researches i have a kind of a medium through the art where i connect with the victims of domestic violence so where what i have observed from the interactions like you know, these are the behaviors what they have shown in the workplace and how people looked at them Okay right. so when i am talking about one profile it's not just about one person in fact this is collected over the experiences i have collected when i was discussing with lot of victims so it is an amalgamation of all the victim behavior which i which i have got from the interactions okay. so uh, but if you look at it when i was writing this uh, experience as one person uh, there are a lot of people who actually could connect with that experiences the same way That's Aruna Bala, who has a background in psychology, and completed her doctorate in organizational behavior from the Indian Institute of Technology in Madras. She is currently teaching at Ikfai Business School in Bangalore. Could you tell us yeah. about some of these qualities or some of these behaviors that you have distilled into this profile? So, if you look at it, they are mostly confused. and they are confused in the sense like you know they don't know where to prioritize at that point of time so when they are at work they are constantly being uh, you know called from the home and they, they are supposed to uh, meet the responsibilities at home so if you look at it like you know when we are in the workplace itself you would have seen lot of people who are going through the similar experiences where they are already like you know all the time uh, bogged down with the responsibilities at home so we usually say that the people do not really know how to balance their work and life but if you look at and if you have some patients and if you talk to them you will be able to understand that there is a uh, support which is lacking from the home and if you probe further you will be able to understand it's not just the issue of support it goes beyond that basically these victims are traumatized so they are uh, because of this abuse that happens over time what happens is they are very very confused knowing what is right and what is not right 
so what happens is when they are at workplace they are not able to understand taking video calls when they are at work is not really a good behavior because to that level they have lost the capacity to understand what is right and what is wrong and what is good for them and what is bad for them now that's an interesting proposition and points to a certain type of work culture that aruna is perhaps upholding over others but the larger point that she is making is this there are some behaviors to watch out for not everyone taking a video call in office is facing domestic abuse but someone who is will not be able to escape the abuse that continues into the workspace because at that point of time they just need a relief from the abuse that is going to happen i see right So if they say for example if they are not taking the video call when they are at workplace they are afraid what will like what is waiting for them when they reach home so they want to come up with a solution so that it is avoided at any cost so at that point of time what will happen is they are prioritizing uh, their life over work so it affects the productivity as well so if you look at those uh, particular employee they may not really be a person who don't want to work but somewhere like you know they have lost the sense of identity and what happens is like they get confused what is to be done at that point of time okay. and most often if you look at it victims are viewed as the people uh, who uh, who are least interested in work and uh, who are uh, what do you say least interested in understanding new things and taking up new responsibilities aruna's point about the survivor seeming confused is an important one This is very different from saying that the survivor is confused. At the point of taking the video call for instance, the survivor is seeking to address potentially violent behavior. At such a time, work and other demands on their time fall back. Thus, to someone who doesn't have an insight into either their life or a survivor's experiences, it may seem that they are shirking or acting like they don't have any boundaries. or are disinterested in work we asked madhu about aruna's profiles and madhu said that she too has observed such behavior during her long years as an hr professional in fact in the early stages of my career i remember i had a peer of mine um you know and she was showing similar signs that aruna is talking about she was not performing um she had confusion and anxiety on her face all the time um you know and uh, there was a certain sense of withdrawal isolation wanting to run back home a certain sense of fear um bruises as well mm-hmm. um and um, what i noticed at that point in time was that not only anybody else even i did not sort of correlate the two many of the points i think karuna mentioned are absolutely sort of signs at this point in time uh, anxiety confusion a whole lot of fear to say how am i going to live my life i'm going back every day to a space which is unsafe uh, i don't know if i can open up about this somewhere else how's my life going to be if there are children involved there's additional fear in terms of saying how would i manage this uh, bruises and scars are having to be hidden many times so there's a lot of fear anxiety and all of that that plays out now imagine being in the space of abuse and working 
if you see all of these signs and symptoms in a peer in a colleague in a person uh, and it, a sudden drop of performance a sudden sort of wanting to disengage for a period of time it's important to definitely reach out and ask what's going on we asked aruna and madhu if part of the problem was also the demarcation between the personal and professional that we are all taught to keep as part of our public personas but that's being challenged with work from home now and the policies aren't really keeping up with the physical blurring of boundaries madhu would you like to weigh in and also tell me a bit about at the level of policy at the level of organizational policy how can an organization tackle an issue of domestic violence there are a few different things that an organization can do even from a policy perspective one is to actually have a policy in place on safety uh, right and cover aspects of domestic violence within that policy to call out that in case you are a survivor you are a victim you are going through this uh, reach out to us form a committee for it uh, you know or a set of resources that the person can leverage put that out there be very clear and it could be a set of helplines for example for counseling support it could be a set of organizations which are working in the space it could be within the organization who are the hr people or the three or four set of people that one can you know reach out to so that's the first part uh, of something that an organization clearly can do the second part and in the policy itself is to say that here is how the organization will support you in case you are a survivor which is for example um, you know if you need additional leave and sometimes you need that leave to be able to plan uh, you know uh, for safety planning and planning how you take forward your future uh, that's something that we could offer you uh, in case the company has guest houses has provisions and most companies do have some way to you know sort of look at accommodation can that be provided to somebody who is uh, going through this and for which period uh, you know so to be able able to how does performance and pay if i were to declare this uh, to my manager how yes. does uh, will there be an understanding from a performance point of view from a pay point of view from a role point of view if uh, i need uh, to be relocated to a different location to be able to take care of myself is there a way that the organization possibly can look at you know giving me support from that perspective uh, you know to be able to clearly sort of outline some of these things in a policy uh, because what the policy will end up doing is to say that here hey, as an organization i recognize uh, that there could be domestic violence uh, that you may be undergoing and these are some of the ways in which you know we are here to help you and that will by itself give courage um two people in terms of saying that they can reach out all right also to mention things like confidentiality also also to mention uh, you know that there will be safety which will be given at the workplace uh, you know so some of those things i think are also important from a policy process uh, point of view um, of course workplaces can also do sessions in terms of building awareness that there is a policy that exists and you know what is this uh, subject why are workplaces speaking about it equip managers with understanding uh, you know some of the things that um, 
I think uh, Aruna spoke about first response. As to if somebody comes and tells you what should be your first response, what should you not possibly say? Uh, how can you further take that uh, to HR, and how does one report it out further? So building an ecosystem which makes this also not only just build a policy or a process, but also bring that to awareness. Um, I think those are some of the things that organizations uh, can do. the domestic violence act in itself is something that while it is extremely um the scope of the of the act is is very large right it applies in fact not only to uh, marital relationships but cohabitation right um it does not just apply to uh, women who are in a heterosexual relationship with a man it also applies to sisters and mothers so in that sense the scope of the law is quite wide but the interface with the law tends to become a little bit problematic and i'm wondering if that does not come from the same space of shame and stigma that you know aruna was talking about that a lot of women go through and feel i'm wondering whether we may actually ask organizations to think about this and to start looking at you know domestic violence policies for their employees but how can you actually create that environment right and this is an in fact this is a question i ask a lot of um, you know people who are working in this space of of diversity what are the ways in which you can actually create that environment where it is okay to come up and talk about being a victim of any sort so um, in my mind uh, damini the organization first of all needs to sort of be aware that there could be people who are perpetrators i'm not seeing that by itself happen too much to be honest and that's why i'm sort of calling that out quite explicitly um right so that's one the second is then do i am i okay uh, hiring people who may be and in my background verification check for example uh, am i bringing that element in to check that is there a you know a certain case of domestic violence or domestic abuse that is there against this particular individual uh, that is something that needs to be thoroughly sort of checked uh, possibly put into the policy of the hiring as well to say that we do not hire people who have um, you know histories of violence or whatsoever so to call that out in specificity uh the third point is that if there is a person who is a perpetrator now is the responsibility of the organization to investigate this further and can they in their capacity investigate that's a question that needs to be asked uh because while i uh, you know uh because there is i mean i could allege anybody to be a perpetrator but there needs to be some investigation that needs to happen to determine that this person really really is um and so therefore once it's legally gone through the proceedings and all of that is that when the person is a perpetrator till then how will the person be you know managed in the organization how will the person be respected regarded how will that work uh and then post that what was the call that the organization will take i think all of those things need to be spoken about discussed um deliberated from a legal perspective as well and called out very clearly this is not a matter of a single conversation and in fact companies must involve workers across categories and hierarchies in this debate before coming up with a solution what isn't up for debate however 
is how necessary this is, especially as we move towards a more flexible work-from-home situation. If you have any questions, do reach out to me at the Red Dhamini on Twitter. You can also leave your feedback at HT Smartcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.